You know, we live in this world where people talk about left brain and right brain, and I really consider myself to be because I'm like, dude, I'm sitting over here looking at analytics, I'm looking at math, and then I'm sitting over here trying to think of creative different ways to make, you know, content. Welcome, welcome to the Experience Points Podcast, where Ann and I talk about our own experiences and talk to others who are having or who have had interesting experiences to help you and us level up in our own knowledge and experiences. On this episode, we have a special guest and our longtime friend, Chase Crawford, come on the show. So who is Chase? Chase, besides being our longtime friend, is someone who recently, might I add, just graduated with a major in applied math, a double minor in Spanish and stats, and a digital content creation certificate. He has worked with the University of Georgia basketball team as a manager for five years and is the current owner of his own sports video production company, CB3 Productions, where he has made videos for over 500 athletes across the country himself. This is a one-man show (laughs) and has made highlight videos for some names that you might recognize, like Jordan Davis, Justin Fields, Miko Hardman, Ochai Abaji, Anthony Edwards, and so much more. I want to apologize if this audio sounds a bit poor as we realized that after recording, we had some feedback. But in this conversation, we talk about a wide variety of things, like Chase starting his own video business that he makes a living off of at 19, how he had time to do this, work with a Division I basketball team full-time, go to school and graduate with a 3.5 GPA, and still have time to go out with his friends multiple times a week. Yeah, so we talk about that. We talk about how social media and the highlight world have had both a positive and negative impact on the game of basketball, Chase's Anthony Edwards story, and how Chase has overcome obstacles, and so much more. So without further ado, here we go, and thank you for listening. Welcome back to our podcast. Thank you all again. If you're listening to episode two, shout out you. I appreciate you and everything that you are. Um, Thank you for the support. Um, I'm one of your co-hosts, Anthony. Um, Thank you for tuning in. And shout out my other co-host, Josh. Uh, Josh, I think we got a special guest today, don't we? We do have a special guest. First of all, our first guest, number one. Number two, he's also our friend. <laughs> and you know, not just, you know, like a friend that we met on the street. I'm talking like we've known, and matter of fact, we've known him as long, I'm sorry, we've known him as long as we've known each other, <laughs> basically. Oh, yeah, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. To put it, to put this it guy in is, but, This yeah. guy is... Um, we have our little own fraternity group. Uh, he's a part of WPP. Um, if you know, you know. Shout out WPP. You already know. But yeah, let's go ahead and introduce yourself, Chase. Say hi to the people. Oh, what's going on, y'all? See, I'm talking about WPP, man. It goes back, goes back <laughs> some ways. What are we on now? One, two, three, four. What is that? Like nine years, dude. Nine years, fucking no, nine. yeah, no, yeah, nine, nine, nine. nine. You're right. It's a long time. Jeez, jeez, I'm like, okay, we're not even old for real. We're not. <laughs> we're not. Still getting facial hair. Wait, wait, I'm Josh. Um, yeah, let's. Oh, let's get right into it. What did we? What did we come here to talk about today, Josh? Well, no. Well, first, first to kick it off, I was gonna tell Chase officially. Congrats on graduating, man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Climb it up, climb it up, climb 
clapping up her face, clapping up her face. You know. Congrats on graduating. I appreciate it. Finished uh, undergrad with a major in, was it applied mathematics? Applied math, double minor in stats in Spanish, and a new media certificate in digital content creation. So, And I got my three fives. That, I'm good. Is that a smarticle particle that I hear? Oh, man. Yeah, well, I mean, y'all know how I am, but it took a little bit of gauging and balancing, so uh, yeah, you know. Works. I mean, and that's one thing I wanted to talk about too, uh, Chase. Is that okay? So we're talking about you just finished undergrad, right? You just graduated with uh, that degree in applied math <laughs> and a certificate, and on top of that, with you know minors as well, right? Yeah. But then you also ran. Well, I don't know if people know this, but you also ran your own business and you also work with the basketball team at the school that you went to. Yeah. So that's like kind of like what it's partially like what I wanted to dive into was just like your experience, like just in that, because I mean, you know, we know that you graduated. We know that you run a business and do all these different things. But I mean, that's one thing I kind of wanted to dive into was this business that you run, which is CB3. Uh, well, first of, first of all, I mean, I was actually wondering before, as I was looking this up, what does CB3 stand for? Exactly. Um, CB3 just rhymes, and it stands. It's between that uh, that nickname growing up in high school, the Chase Bank. So I just stuck with Chase Bank, and then I said, all right, you know, I gotta have something that rhymes with it as well. So it just flows. It flows better when you have three letters and we have two. Like you don't send two emojis in a text message. You probably send two. You probably send three. It just flows better. You send one or you send three. So I just went with it and then said CB3. So kind of like, you know, like CP3, like, you know, you CB3. Zero, but, but that's for another uh, That's for another uh, <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's another that's, debate. That's a whole different uh, conversation. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I just did something wrong. It, um, you know, for a while, I didn't even think anything of it because I just thought it was something I was just creating for the sake of being fun, not something I was going to turn into, like, actually like doing all the time for like video editing purposes for other people it was just something i enjoyed and then i was like well might as well put a brand to it so that people can consistently see you know a certain brand over and over again it's like okay you know i've seen this in quite a few different places by quite a few different people and then you get familiar with it and then the reference level comes all the way around and then you become something that you know people want to work with because it's high quality and it's something that you do and it's something you like to do each and every day. Yeah, because I remember that. I remember, like, you know, we're talking, like, way before, you know, any type of, you're making any type of monetary gain off this. I remember, like, going over to your house and, like, you used to be working on, like, you know, like, Giannis tapes. Uh, you used to work on, like, you know, Giannis, like, highlight tapes and, like, yeah. I'm trying to think who else, like, Lonzo Ball. Oh, he yeah. He's like, UCLA. Oh, he put that to, like, Immortal and stuff like that. And that was, like, way Never back posted, then. That was, like, way before, like, you know, CB3 was even a thing. Yeah. Should have posted. Yeah, that. and that was... Um, and I, was, I wasn't there. Uh, I wasn't there at the crib, but I do remember him showing us like the. Ky- I remember his first video, the Kyrie joint. I think that was one of the first ones, right? Uh, it was one of the older ones, yeah, for sure. That that was the yeah. era of me um, just editing on our uh, home computer downstairs. That was just yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's when that's when like I was like, dang, he's really learning uh, a thing or two. So like. The real question I think some people might want to know is what 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 really drew you to uh, video editing? Like what 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 got you to start video editing basketball stuff? Well, it's kind of funny because I think uh, Royce and Jacob, our other friends, we were talking with the other day, and you know we were looking back at like some old footage and things, talking about different NBA teams and stuff. All jokes aside, 
DJ Steve Porter. The dude on ESPN who used to make those little highlight mixes of like whether it was a Stephen A. So disrespectful video, like all those different like old videos and mashups and things. And I was just like, how? that like started to pique my interest when I was younger. I think I was in like seventh grade. I was like, how did he do that? And then just like got interested in learning about it. And then came around like 2013, 2014 when ESPN would release all these college football promos. And I'm like, dude, like, I love stuff like that. Like, in any type of, like, promo trailer video scenario, I always use, like, superhero music because I feel like it kind of, like, builds the suspense and the action within. But, you know, I was like, this is awesome. Like, how do we, how do I do that? And it started as simple as using my Samsung tablet with Viva Video. And I did that for, like, a few months before I even knew my mom's computer downstairs had Movie Maker on it. That was back in ninth grade? Well, when I first watched the first videos, that was back in ninth grade. I didn't start video editing until junior year of high school. That's when I started, like, I was like, okay, this is, you know, I started toying around with it, and then I just started taking progressive steps. And I didn't, like, when I started, I didn't, like, ask anybody. Like, I just, just did it. Like, I didn't ask, like, how do you do this? How do you do that? Like, I didn't even watch, when I started, I didn't even watch, like, tutorials on how do you video edit, how do you do any of this. I don't think I watched my first tutorial on how to do anything until I got to my sophomore year of college with Adobe Premiere Pro. That's the first time I even looked at something on how to try to make something better. Yeah, Adobe is a big program. So. It, it's a switch. So <laughs> you you got that you. one out by yourself. <laughs> right, so then, so then you literally just took, you know, just saw a video of, like, just would just grab a Giannis, a Giannis uh, highlight mix or, you know, different, different pieces, and you would just kind of just figure it out yep. and just, just how to just drop them in there without looking at any videos, just yep. straight up just, you know, figuring out what, like, buttons do this and yep. like that? Straight up. Oh, wow, okay. Because for a while, I mean, all of my videos, for the most part, early on were, like, drag and drop videos it was take this clip take this clip together make sure the beat drop hits that was pretty much it it was like okay as long as i get the beat drop it's a good video and then i started to you know see different things what really changed my perspective on it is that the video world started changing and there are a lot of kids you know who are younger who will you know email my page or dm my page they'll be like hey you know what did you do to like start? And I'm like, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. The video world has a much higher starting point now than it did when I started. Because, you know, I was talking with Jacob, one of our friends yesterday, and he said, you know, basketball wasn't recorded like that back in the day. Like it was recorded, but like it wasn't everybody and their mom wasn't recording like right, right. the baseline getting yeah, footage. It wasn't like, yeah. When like that. Yeah, it wasn't like Baller's Life is going to every big high school game, every right? And they game. now, they got a camera on the sideline recording. Uh, every you know, game. sometimes, sometimes they had it, but like, it was at like, the creams of the crops, you know what I'm saying? Like, Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah. just like John Law, like those like big schools, uh, like, I think uh, Oak Hill, like you know, God, Oak Hill, um, big, big you know program. the big high. 
high school, yeah, yeah the high schools that literally shoot out true. NBA players. Mm-hmm. Right now, now to the point where it's almost more so uh, like your local high school it's a lot more, it's a lot could more literally get posted on uh, Ball is Life. It's localized for real. If you have the highlight. Yeah. yeah, huge difference. If you have the right highlight, I agree. Which is kind of, I, I think it's, I think it's kind of cool, right? Because like now, um, the barrier entry is way like way less intense. So now anybody could really do it, and it's something that anybody could get involved in. But I think it's also well, right. as much as I love video editing, I think it also has put a serious um, stain on quality of the game itself. In the mm, sense that, that everybody feels like, oh, bro, like I want to have a mixtape here. I want this. I want this. Like, look at me. I'm doing this. And, like, you could be doing absolutely nothing, bro. Like, relative comparison, you could be doing nothing in comparison. But, you know, we live in this world where social media is like, oh, my God, check me out. I did this. Like, I scored. Thank you. You're only going to see their best plays. On somebody's highlight tape, you're not gonna right, or even or even sometimes fill a B-roll where it's yep. like, and this is I think what you're like talking about, um, where like you know, in the game with almost like priorities are you know maybe sometimes mixed up where it's like in a game you might be trying to hit a nice behind the back tween cross cross, how many times still be in the same place. But guess right. what? I gotta. I have a. I have a. I have a highlight that I can put as a filler. Um, you know, in my uh, mixtape. That's what I'm saying, right? Because back. Now, but, yeah, but you know, even though, even though I might not have helped my team on the court, and I might not, mm-hmm. might not have scored in that moment or done anything actually effective, it just looks nice. <laughs> I agree. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, like the game has definitely been damaged by um, what I call clout chasers. Um, who relatively aren't the creams of the creams, you know what I'm saying? Who aren't like, you know, the guys that you're gonna see on the high ends of high major uh, schools uh, going out and outperforming everybody and then going to the league and outperforming everybody, a lot of them. But at the same time, I guess a lot of people are using the event or taking advantage to go out and get their name uh, get their name out so they can get recruited and so they can get recruited by any school whether it be D1 or not I agree so but like yeah but back to what you said though it's it's a problem at the same time because like it becomes oversaturated you know what I'm saying everybody want to mix now what was it Josh when we went to that game that uh Holy Innocence when Colin Sexton was born. Holy Innocence. Man dropped like, 2016. 2016. Fall 2016. Yep. Uh, Colin Sexton had like 40 points, but he definitely shot the ball like 50 times. Yeah. Right. And, and and to me, that was, I don't know about you, Chase, but to me, that was kind of eye-opening mm-hmm. um, in terms of like, you know, it's how you see it on the Instagram or something like that, but you know, just like, um, you know, online versus reality. Yep. Mm-hmm. I right, just, or just grabbed. I just. I'm sorry. I just grabbed. He shot 50 times. Probably about 50 times. Not exactly, but it's it definitely. Was, it, it's it was, it's it somewhere in between. Shots, yeah. It's somewhere in between 30 and 50. All jokes aside, he definitely that's, had it between 30 and 50. That's insane. That's an insane. And, and this is and this is once again like you know no. No shade, but the highlights look great. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, no, guess what? I went great. back and watched that and watched that and watched that Balls Life oh, video yeah. of uh, of uh, Colin Sexton versus uh, Trayvon Duvall. Yeah. Right. 
and you know it, it looked like it looked like you know just a great balls life mixtape. It was a great, it was a it was an entertaining ten minutes of a mixtape. Oh. But at the same time, like you know, but actually going there, like watching that, shot. yeah, he did, like, he definitely did that. work for that mixtape, right. dog. I can tell you that. Right. <laughs> right. So, so it was that it was that kind of contrast, kind of eye and eye opening for me, where it's like you know, just in terms of the reality of what it looks like, you know, when it's not edited and it's not cut up, right? When you have somebody actually, you know, just watch the whole game beginning to end how that might look different from an actual mixtape and chase to kind of go back to to go back to what you were saying right where i'm sorry what we were talking about earlier we're talking about you know that was really interesting to me how we're talking about you know you just editing videos and you just literally just just hopping straight into it right and we're talking about you know you going from you know just you know just as as a passion or as a hobby you editing um, you know, videos, you know, just in your mom's in your mom's house, right? To you now, what, I think making videos for over 500 athletes across the country and making videos for names like, you know, Jordan Davis, uh, yeah. Justin Fields, and uh, the thousand. list goes on and on, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And yeah. what I was gonna kind of ask you was like, did you ever see it becoming that? Um, where it was like, you know, okay, like, you know, I think I got this where it's like, okay, you know what, I'm editing, these videos right now in my mom's basement or whatever the case may be i'm sorry in my mom's house and you know i really i'm starting to see myself getting good at this and i think that i could really you know just push this out for just all bunch of people um probably say no i, I mean i don't really, sometimes i still don't even think too much of it i just kind of keep it like one thing at a time because it's something that something that i enjoy but it's not really like my angle like it's something i like to do for fun like I mean, it's kind of crazy, you know, to say that because, you know, you have people that make, you know, full-time careers out of certain things, and it's just something that I consider, like, a pastime. I don't really consider it, like, my goal or, like, something I really want to, like, strive for all the way. It's just something that I like to do. It gives me, a, it gives me, you know, a chance to do something different, to switch it up a little bit. You know, you're surrounded by the, you know, the world of math and the world of basketball all the time. You know, it's kind of, like, right. a nice, like, change of pace, which I like. And it gives me that opportunity to, you know, use my, you know, creative abilities to think of something different. Because, you know, we live in this world where people talk about left brain and right brain. And I really consider myself to be because I'm like, dude, I'm sitting over here looking at analytics. I'm looking at math and then I'm sitting over here trying to think of creative different ways to make, you know, content. It's literally two different sides of the brain that I'm thinking on. At the same time, I don't time, believe in the left brain, right brain. Everybody got a whole. Yeah, I would hope you know so. I see, but I would hope so. But the thing for me is, but it's a, it's a, it's a theme that's been thrown out there quite a bit, and you know, for me, one thing I think also helps is you know the way I look at music and the way I sing things has always been with the help of you know you know I played the viola for fourteen years. Like being able to, you know, understand music tempos and music rhythms and things like that, you know, things that I didn't even think were going to be, you know, significant later. I just did it because I did it. And I'm like, oh, I still use like certain paces and things to this day. I can almost always tell when a beat drop is coming at this point because I'm like, all right, it's going this rhythm, this rhythm. How many times is it going to repeat? What's the like beats per minute? All those certain things. And that's how, you know, I even got interested in looking at that for a second. I had to stop because my brain was about to get overloaded. There was this guy on TikTok who would take different, what was it, different songs, pull the lyrics just out of them, and then take different beats from other tracks and put them behind it. So it would, it would be like these mashups of different songs and whatnot. 
and I got sidetracked with that for a couple months because I was trying to do that all the time but that started making my head hurt a little bit because you try to figure out the exact beats per minute to sync with an exact like song so that it flows exactly yeah I left that one alone but it's cool to watch but you know just having Mm -hmm. the ability to you know stretch all the way like Ann said stretch all the way across your brain because you got a whole brain for a reason so you know just being Mm -hmm. able to use all the different aspects and then just mold it into one to help you be successful moving forward. I think it's something that's been great, but to answer your question, no, I don't think I would have thought it'd be this big. And I, I, I still don't really think too much of it. I just, I've kind of left it where it is and I just go at the pace that it goes just so that it's like a consistent, it's a consistent pastime and something I like to do on the side. And I, you know, it's always nice to have one of those, but like, it's not my like future goal. And that's something that's really interesting too that I was just talking about where it's like the idea of it going from something that, you know, where it was originally you just hitting people up, asking people, hey, you want a video? Hey, you want a video? Um, at the outset to the point where it's like now once you've made enough videos for enough people and you've made that connection with enough people, it's like the word of mouth spreads and they just, people start coming to you. Yeah. People yeah. just start just DMing you. People start, hey, can I get a mix? Hey, hey can I get a mix? that way and I find that like really interesting of like you know almost like you getting that momentum started at first right and I was going to kind of ask you about that like what was that like in terms of like kind of like getting that getting that first push or those first pushes in to kind of get that momentum rolling for uh, CB3 one thing I would say is you know being here at the University of Georgia you've got guys that have a high enough profile that when you just started making them out of the like to begin with you know you're going to be able to build up some you know a high standing to your name, high credibility to your name, and you just continue to get pedigree. Yeah, pedigree is a word. Yeah. You know, I had um I think one of the earlier mixes I made was at my freshman year for Miko Hartman, starting wide receiver on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, yeah. Do that, you know, things like that, and consistently repeating those processes. You, know, you got guys like Justin Fields that come in, just being able to you know establish those relationships but the other thing is i think that makes a world of difference especially with guys here at georgia and then guys that are like really high profile guys it's like we live in this world of fandom and it's so it's like to me it's like you know after working with a basketball team that included the number one pick 2020 you know we we live in this world of fandom and people like lose their minds all the time like bro these people are just people you know if you treat these people like they're just people you're going to actually be able to have genuine relationships with these people and not be like oh my gosh it's so like calm down bro like it's cool like you know I get it for certain people like if I saw LeBron James I'd probably be like yo oh my god but <laughs> but with all due respect that's LeBron James like we're in college like there's like levels to like building it within and then like I also I mean it's my personal thing about like people my own age I kind of like I'm I'm not like about to lose my mind over somebody my own age like 
Right, right. But also, too, an interesting point I want to talk about is that I feel like people in those situations, like if you saw, like, if we all walked out and we saw Kevin Hart on the street, I think Kevin Hart would rather appreciate it, you know, if a big celebrity would would much more, would much rather appreciate it if you treated them as a normal normal person. Rather than like, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, right? It's kind of like, you know, like, it's kind of like, hey, like, okay, like, I appreciate it, or if, like, you know, if you just go to them or do whatever, and it's just like, it's from a normal person. I think, but it goes both ways where it's like, you know, maybe. You like a normal person. Right, they treat you like a normal person, you treat them like a normal person, right? Whereas, like, you know, maybe, like, not that that fan. But still, though, the point about LeBron James kind of like you saw him on the streets, like, oh, right, you're just like, you go. It's a little bit. That's a, that's a, yeah. But also, to, you know, LeBron James' credit, that's that's also a different tier of uh, fan, fandom. Like, that, like there's, there's, there's levels to that. But at the same time, if you, if you treat him, yeah, that's cap. But, anyways, if you, if you treat him, if you treat it like a human being, they more likely treat you like a normal person. You can have actual conversations, right. interactions. Call it a day. You don't have to like. And even if you see it, like I can tell you the amount of times you know, see people like, oh, it's so and so, or whatever. To just be going, you're so and so. And people go up, they'll say what up, and then they'll just be like talking their heads off. I'm like, dude, say what up. All right, cool. I catch you. Right. Simple as that. And one thing I wasn't, yeah, yeah one thing I wasn't asking about too. I think I was going to ask you about too, Chase, is, you know, just within that kind of like world and realm, like the idea, and I don't know if Ant, you feel like this too, but the idea that, you know, in certain situations, sometimes somebody who you might see on camera or you might see on TV or see in the media, also never know who they are in real life. That <laughs> right? where it's like, nope. where it's like that kind of like contrast. No. You see them on TV, you see them do this, and then and then uh, you see them in person, they might act a totally different way than they act on TV. And I was gonna ask you, like, have you had any like, experiences or even just moments where you've, where you've like, kind of seen that? Oh yeah, you can see that. I mean, that's the one thing I realized is that you never know, like, you could, you could hear, you could see somebody who quote unquote has a bad reputation and they can be one of the nicest people you've ever met individually. Or you could see people who are, you know, talked about as, oh, he's a great person. You have no idea who those people are. <clears throat> I don't, right. no idea. Like you, you don't, you don't know them until you were truly <clears throat> with a person when those cameras are off and when they're not around any press and you have no idea who that person is at all. That's what I'm saying. So like, and that's why like, that's why I say just treat everybody with respect. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's cool. It's cool that you mentioned that though, because like, even with a guy like LeBron James, you know, um, or whatever tier of fandom that you might think of, or like Jamie Fox or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's cool. It's cool. But at least you know they're gonna be good times. People admire them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's cool that people admire them, but at the same time, you know. Um, it's yeah. You gotta uh, you gotta keep a level head with uh, people because you know they're at the end of the day. You know, without yeah, without the platforms, sure, they're really talented at what they do and they're really good at what they do, but they're still just regular human beings. You know what I'm saying? So, but to go into another point, like your experiences at Georgia, mm-hmm. let's just be frank. You probably have seen or know Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Um, I, just because I want to get this off my chest, like, is Anthony Edwards the goofy persona that he is on the media, uh, and is he that kind of guy that uh, 
that you've met that you just described like is he is he like actually a genuine authentic kind of guy you know what i'm saying like is he who he is on the media in real life thousand percent that's why I'm not surprised by anything. Say, oh, did you see yeah. the so I'm like, it doesn't surprise yeah. me. I just, I'm used to that. So, stuff. like, with, oh, no, with oh, question, time. question, question, and do you have any stories? Do you have any stories? Oh, yeah. Like, do you have any Anthony Edwards stories? Um, one thing I say about Anthony Edwards, that's a big dude. Like that that's that's a big dude at six five. I'll never forget we had this one drink. He is a big six five. And like, he shot the ball and I went up and got the rebound and he's coming through the lane to go through to get to the other drill and he ran into me and I was like Yo You've gotten ran over. Not ran over. No 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 no. He didn't run me over, but I definitely moved. Like, okay. I, I moved, like, not just like, oh, like, you know, I bumped into Josh, I bumped into there, like, no, like, I moved, like, quite some distance, like I was, I was like, whoa. And, like, whoa. And, also, and also, and also, too, I think for people listening, Chase, Chase is not small. And the funny, I mean, no, like, no, the, the, yeah. the Chase is, Chase is, Chase is what, you like, and that was Frank, like, two, six, two, two, two. Seventy-five, and you moved, bro. But but Anthony Edwards, is, but Anthony yeah. Edwards, to his credit, is also 6'5", 225. Yeah, two twenty-five. He's not a small. That's not. That's not a small frame. He's huge. When I tell you, I um, yeah, I moved some distance, bro. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. like that. Mm-mm. Nah, that was that was. Yeah, that's kind of. But crazy. he's very, he's very, he's very focused individual the entire way through. Like he's goofy. But always in the gym. Like people joke about being always in the gym. Literally always in the gym. And he shot it like a pro. His workouts didn't take very long because he got it done. He came in mm-hmm. and he hit shots like a pro. Like he he rarely missed in workouts. Like just came in, did well, it. Wow. That's what he was doing when he was low key carrying the Timberwolves. So like he, he just but, uh, to no to change the subject again. Basketball, basketball, basketball. It isn't easy. We all know. Yeah. <laughs> we all know. That's how we all met. That's how. Um, but to give the people the idea of like, or yeah, no, to give the people an idea, how close is basketball to your life? Like, what is, what does basketball mean to you? Why is it, why is it, why is it that you chose basketball to take the direction that you did with CB3 and stuff like that? Go ahead. I mean, basketball, uh, being, tell the people. basketball being my favorite sport, it's just the easiest one for me to gravitate towards. I mean, I think it's easier, it's mm-hmm. easiest to make highlight tapes for. Um, you can make highlight tapes for football as well, but for football, you got to be like that dude. There's 11, there's 11 yeah. spots on the field at one time. At five of those spots, you're not going to, more than likely, you're not going to get a highlight tape. You're an offensive lineman, like, you just do the same thing every nah. play. Like it's just one of those things yeah. where like highlight tapes are meant for people who just who are like specialists. Like people who do mm-hmm. like you know whether you're a running back, wide receiver, corner. Defensive tapes are even harder to make because um, you know there's not as much credit they take on it. And you get like less like quote unquote action plays more than likely. Right, right. Like my guy, like, you know, like you know, dropping back and, and having great coverage yep. might not right. be you know air quote as 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 Exciting. much of a highlight as as uh, catching the ball off of a off of a uh, 
off of a slant and then juking somebody and scoring. Oh, easily. Right. Like, one of my one of my good yeah. friends, Jordan Davis. It took me until this year to make him a highlight tape. And this is a national defensive player of the year this year. It took me until this year because of the fact that there are not as many highlights for quarterback pressures. It's not as many highlights for just, you know, just running it. You know, you're running and at full force at offensive linemen. Like, the highlights on defense come from sacks, fumbles, lost tag, like, like those losses, tackles for loss, excuse me, like things like that. Those are the things that stand out. And that took me a minute to do that. I wanted to do it last year, and I couldn't do it last year because it just wasn't enough film present for me to do so. And, you know, right. the biggest thing for me in film is, like, I can make any highlight tape, whether it's, you know, you want to do a highlight tape of more so game film, you want to do a highlight tape of, you know, the higher quality film. But when it comes to me, like, those are the tapes I want to make, the higher quality film ones. And I, like, that's why I waited because I was like, well, I'm going to wait until it's, like, all the footage that, like, I want to put together and I want it to be of, like, highest quality because, I mean, you know, you see people out here who make different tapes all the time and it's just like, I'm like, no, it's not, it's not what, I haven't worked this hard at this point and built the skills up to, like, make tapes that are just going to have, like, yeah, not the quality that I want to put out each and every day on my page specifically. And I think that's something right. that's, you know, because it speaks to the brand that you represent. It speaks to the quality that you know how to edit it. And like the level that you know mm-hmm. it at, and I take that you know very seriously. But you know, just in general, answer your question. You know, basketball is just the easiest sport to uh, edit things for. You can go a lot of different directions with basketball. You've got guys of different play styles. Guys that are more aggressive, you might use more aggressive music. Guys that are more smooth, three point, you might use you know more chill music. Things like that. Everything fits a certain play style for uh, different um, different types of music. Almost like almost like moods, and also too, I was gonna think. Uh, I think you and I had this conversation before, Chase, but um, in terms of what you're doing, right, and the fact that you were able to take something um, that you're really passionate about and then be able to, you know, make a business out of that, um, and not only just make a business out of that, but be able to do something to where you're able to not only take a passion, but also cover your own living expenses with what you're doing, right? We're talking like... Going from you just making videos, you know, just having fun to where it's like something that actually generating income for you, right? Yeah. So, and um, that's something that I find really interesting too. And I was gonna wonder if you kind of speak to the fact that, like, do you think other people, you know, our age or people younger than you, right? For you know, anybody else who's looking to get into video editing or was thinking about doing those kinds of things, like, you know, could they do what you're doing? Could they, could they be able yeah. to kind of follow your path or, you know, or like, and how? Um, easily. I mean, I think it just, it's all about what you want to do. It's all about what you put time into. I feel like we live in a society and, you know, I see it a lot on social media pages, especially, you know, like on TikTok, you know, you'll see things like I saw a TikTok yesterday, you know, we're not having fun this summer. We're focusing on getting in the gym, getting a bag. So on. So I'm like, bro, you know, what? like all that stuff to me is like, bro, please shut up. Like, it's so corny. corny. It's so corny. Because I'm going to be completely honest, most people spend more time talking about it than actually doing it. Just do it. Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't need to sit there and talk about it. Like, I'm going to be completely honest. I spent... I told y'all about, you know, the different, you know, the different degrees. I have my video business. I work with basketball. My day was done by 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock most days. And I still had time to hang out with my friends. No problem at all. Ain't completely going about my. Go ahead, tell them. Yeah, tell them your pedigree. Go ahead. 
What are you talking about? Go ahead. You talking about the? Tell them about the. Tell them about the. Tell them about the degrees. Oh, the degrees. The minors. The uh, majors. Again, the, the certificates. <laughs> Let them know. They apply. Let them know. I know, but I talked about it earlier, so I like, I like, I like getting into yeah. it. Too but like, you know. Uh, I approve of people pulling their card because you know that's that's what some people got to do sometimes yeah. you know people in in at least in my experience right um in my experience I got to pull my card I got to show I got to tell people what I can do what I can show you know what I'm saying because at the end of the day that's what people won't understand you know what I mean like in this life that we live in right now people got to understand that I've earned my spot and one thing I think that you've that you've what's the word I'm looking for conveyed yes conveyed uh, at least to the people here that you have you've earned your spot you've you've gotten yours you've done what you needed to do and you've continued to do what you need to do and that's what I want to relay to the audience as well too like you know yeah at the end of the day you know you it's on you yeah. it's still on you it's a lot of it is on you yeah like you know the world can get rough sometimes the world uh, can bring these obstacles. It can bring things that um, that'll stop you in your tracks. And sometimes you can get discouraged. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's still up to you to find uh, to find a turn and to find a way to get around those obstacles. I mean, 285 blocked out of time, and somebody gonna find a back way, all right? You know what I'm saying? So you got, you yeah. gotta go ahead and find a back way, you know what I mean? And that's I think that's what you've done. I think for me, you know, the biggest thing is just about balance. I mean, y'all know better than anybody else. I don't mm-hmm. like when people tell me that they're busy. I'm like, look, life, yeah. life, I, I don't, that's the one thing I never want to hear. Oh, I'm busy. I understand sometimes we're busy, you gotta lock in. Everybody has time for absolutely anything they want to do mm. and anything they want to right. accomplish it's about right. how you balance and how you right. got it right. to make it happen and that's what i was going to ask you about chase is that you know we're talking to you right you have you know you just graduated with you know a major in uh, applied mathematics you have a minor in stats in spanish also have a new media a new media certificate you work full-time with the basketball team as a manager and graduated with a 3.5 gpa had time to run your own business and still be able to go out with your friends what like multiple times a week my question to you is how like how how are you able to do all those things and you said your day was done by seven right like how how were you able to do that what what kind of you know maybe tactic or strategy or even planning like are you doing to be able to do all those things in a day consistently i'm not gonna lie i think i have to give a lot of credit to my upbringing my parents and the structure that i've kind of had set for a while i had you know growing up there was there was no video games all throughout the week all throughout the week and me too it was one of those things where it was just like hey like handle your business like be able to balance like set like have like a strong like discipline in getting your schoolwork done and you know, moving forward each and every day and like knowing like you got to handle business. Now, one thing I will give credit to, you know, people like even example, Royce in our friend group, like Royce didn't have the best high school GPA. He got to college and went to work. Like some, like, like he, he got to college and went to work. Like some people have that like on and off switch. For me, it didn't happen to be that case. It was one of those things where it was like, I had just always been doing it. 
So like I just kept going and having that same structure. But I'm not gonna sit here and act like the first, you know, me and Josh were talking about it either last week or a couple of days ago, you know, the first half of college, my GPA was like a three, two, somewhere around there. And, you know, the second half of college, my GPA was like a three, eight. Sometimes it takes a little bit of adapting. Sometimes it takes a little bit of, you know, figuring out what works for you and like how you're able to, you know, move around and go about things like, cause you know, it's all a learning process. Like, and, and, and sorry not to interrupt I was going to ask you like so what works for you like are you like scheduled like your day like I'm going to do this for two hours schedule I'm going to edit for two hours I'm going to study for two hours I'm going to I don't know I'm going to do this for two hours like like how like you know I guess tactic wise are you like going through and be able to knock your whole day out um I don't really schedule I think the last time I scheduled okay. one period that I did schedule though well I don't schedule anymore just because it's more to do like throughout the day this year, last yeah. year, you know, when all of my classes were online, I did schedule. And the the first semester of COVID back in spring of 2020, I did schedule because I was like, I'm at home. I'm like, all right, let me just write out what I need to do each and every day. Boom, 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 boom. Before I went to sleep every night, I wrote out a schedule on a notepad and I taped it or a sticky note taped it to my um, to my computer. So when I open first thing in the morning, it's like, here's what I need to do. This for two hours, this for two hours, this for an hour, this for an hour. And I just went down the line every day but it kind of just you know it's it's at that structure for me and now i'm just like all right i'm good and i've just been going ever since um i wouldn't say right so you just know what you're gonna do just yeah. like when like a day starts you know you have you know yeah. two videos to make and you might have to study for this test and then yeah. you just go and do it well here's is the thing it just like is it just is it just in your head or is it down it's like pretty much in my head now now i'm just going one thing i say about studying for my test is that, like i don't study like a normal person anymore i've kind of gotten to a point where when i study for tests I give myself two weeks for a test. Give myself yes. two weeks, and I study about an hour to an hour and a half maximum a day. Simple as that. And this is this per is this per subject or just studying like this? For is, all if, your I got, if I got an exam, if I have an exam, say I got an exam in two weeks, like all right, yeah. hour and a half every day. Every day, I've stayed up before days of a test till three in the morning, doing stuff that is not related to my test. Perfectly fun. It's just about balance because I felt comfortable enough. Now, granted, I don't recommend staying up to three in the morning at all because it's just like there's there's no reason for that. Like whether it's playing video games or doing whatever, like it, there's no reason for that right. to go to sleep. But like perfectly fun because I felt confident enough in my preparation to that point to do so. I said, you know what, I've been I've been studying, I've been working hard. I know. I know, I know the material, and I'm good to go. Same thing with four final exams. Perfectly fine. It's just about how you're able to commit, how you're able to balance. Now, it's about doing your work early too, because when you do your work early, you have an opportunity to have that leeway instead of cramming in, you know, these student learning centers and things you have for like four hours the day before. Oh, I got to study. That's miserable, dude. Right. Yeah. That is. Right, like, you know, you might see at you know at, at a school where it's like it's like you know the week of the week before finals, you see everybody in the library. But then you know you know when it's you know mid semester, you don't see that many people in the library. <laughs> right. Where it's like you know like those kinds of things where it's like you know kind of like spreading that out just uh, over time, it makes it just a lot a lot easier than having you know try to you know 
make it up on the uh, back end. Yeah, and then also too, so like, how do you how do you prioritize like your day? Like, you just go like, all right, I'm gonna go videos first, I'm gonna go school second, or it's like you like know like school is my number one, videos are videos are my number two, and then going out with my friends is number three. Like, do you well, just like videos, kind of like priorities and stuff like that. Videos is videos typically operate within a March to May period. They don't really like drive me crazy up until we get to like March. Yeah. But um, other than that, you know, having basketball practice at three o'clock every day kind of centers around, all right, this is what I need to get done beforehand. This is what I need to get done after. Like this, I have something that's set in stone every single day. And I'm like, okay, right. this is what I need to work my schedule around. And I typically find would find time to get my work done before practice. I may have a little bit I need to get done after practice. I still have enough time to, you know, relax hang out with friends, play video games, right. do whatever, you know, just chill. But it gives me, having that structure and having something to work around has definitely helped. I'm not gonna lie, you know, I've been part of the basketball team since my freshman year. So I don't know anything different mm-hmm. than that at this point. <clears throat> and, you know, it's like, I don't really know how to like, I haven't really operated any different. And, you know, as I go to grad school, it's gonna be the same thing. Like, it's going to be like, I don't really know any different, and I'm just going to keep doing the same thing. So all throughout school, I've been fortunate to have something that sits there that I have to structure around, structure my day around, so that right. way I, um, you know, I stay consistent in what I'm doing. And I, you know, I, don't, I don't have any uh, issue doing that, so it's, it's been one of those good things, but it's always allowed me to, like, stay balanced. But school's always going to come first. Everything else comes second, because at the end of the day, right. you know, your career path can change, but, like, you work to get to set that precedent behind and have something to at least fall back on. Like, I want to be a basketball coach, dude. And, you know, there's a chance I don't want to be a basketball coach when I get off this call. And the question becomes, you know, what do you have to fall back on? What What are you going to do? What are you going to pivot to? And that's why, you know, I majored and studied the things that I did because it gives me an opportunity to work in different fields that aren't just basketball. And it's one of those things that if I don't pursue a basketball coaching career, I've got something that's sufficient enough to not make me feel like, oh, well, now my salary is just about to drop off or potentially drop off because I didn't do this. And now I'm going to have to rely on whatever major that I have no idea what's going on. No, mm -mm. there's no way in the world. When you go from, you know, working in basketball to, you know, um, maybe the only job that your degree might be able to get you. Yeah. Is something that's a lot less pain. Yeah, no way. That, kind of idea. that was right. that was one of those things, and the same things you know with the master's degree that I plan to pursue, which is you know data science and analytics, is like these are things that the world needs, and you know I like mixing it in with basketball, but there's a lot of other things that you can do outside of basketball with those degrees, and right. the biggest part for me is while like for example, like just having the time to work with basketball while I'm getting this degree, I'm going to have an opportunity to apply it while I'm in it to sports, which benefits me even better because it's like, say you get out of sports and then you're like, okay, well, you were working with basketball the whole time and you kind of took up more time than it used to, you know, undergrad wise. And 
it's like, okay, well, where's the, what experiences do you have? Say you decide not to go that route. Well, here's what I did within basketball. I'd use these mechanisms and things that I learned to apply it here. So that experience hasn't dropped off. What you're learning in class has still been applied moving forward. So that way you have, you know, credibility to the experience and, you know, the expertise you've been trying to build as you look forward mm. to moving to different jobs. Mm. Right, right. So it's like, you know, being able to kind of have, you know, just to be able to, you know, we kind of talk about experiences, uh, you know, on this podcast, but being able to grow your own, um, you know, just realm of experiences so it can be so it can be applied to, you know, different realms and different fields, you know, not only within basketball, right, but then also outside of basketball. So it's like, yeah. you know, where it's like you being able to build on those experiences kind of makes you almost a, makes you almost a jack of all trades or make you just really just multifaceted in that way to where it's like, you know, you're able to do different things and you don't, you know, go from working in basketball to working at Burger King. <laughs> so, right, yeah. so it's like... Um, um, that I found really interesting and then also too like this is I mean this is kind of a lane switch right here but we talked about you know what you've done right you know your, your degree all these different things that you balance at the same time right you're uh, working in basketball working with you know just the Power 5 program um, being able to run your own business so that you think you started what at 19 right and then now you're getting ready to go be a GA right and all these different things that you've done and I'm saying that to say that you've done all these things and then, you know, also as well, you are, I mean, we all are, but you are a black male, right? And um, honestly, like I would say within this, I wanted wanted to ask you about that. And, you know, you are black and um, I would say, you know, honestly, and unfortunately, I feel like because of the color of your skin or the color of our skin, sometimes people not, sometimes people don't expect that from you mm-hmm. right people wouldn't expect all these different things from you just at first glance oh, yeah. right you know just right and I was going to ask you like have you kind of experienced that stigma you know just you know just in the past few years or like um, you know just in general have you experienced that kind of stigma of, you know just kind of being classified and categorized just based on how you look and also too just what we can do to kind of you know take steps to go changing that to uh, change that kind of stigma uh, a thousand percent basketball player all the time all the time Mm -hmm. all the time and you know it's one of those things where you know when you tell people you know what you study they're like but honestly I think more people would be surprised by what I study if anybody told them what I study because it's just a lot of stuff let alone though you know being an African American um I kind of think you know when we talk about you know changing it I think each and every day the way you live, you have an opportunity to change it, or at least move, take steps in the right direction. I think that's one of those things where, like, you're not going to change something like that overnight. It's kind of as you know, as much as we wish that we could, it's just it's right. it's, it's it's not going to happen. So, it becomes about your actions each and every day, and you know, I just think it's one of those things where. We have a lot of people. We have a lot of very successful African-Americans and students who want to do the right things and people who want to continue to build and move in those directions. And, um, you know, but 
with everybody. And I was gonna, yeah, and not to interrupt you again, but to like, you know, go what you were talking about, where it's like, you know, and I was thinking about it too, where it's like, in our own experiences, like you might see somebody, you know, walking around, uh, you know, on campus at a Power Five school with their, you know, basketball gear on, and it's like sometimes, you know, people might just expect, okay, they just play basketball, that's it. Right, and they might see you and be like, okay, it's a basketball player, right? But at the same time, they wouldn't really know like what else you have going on and you know, just your own skills and abilities. And you know, I think we've, talk, we've talked about it before, where it's like people who you know, you've met, um, just whether it's on Instagram or just uh, on any other social media app, where it's like once you tell them like what you do and like the other interests that you're in, people are surprised. Like they don't expect that from you. Easily. But it sucks, right? Because, you know, you got to pull the card. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes you just don't want to pull the I card. Don't, really. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you just want to be, you just want to be a normal person. You want to be somebody who they see walking down the street and they're, like, interested in talking to instead of asking you, oh, are you a basketball player? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody wants to hear that. I mean, especially if I were you, like, you know, doing all the things that you're doing at the same time, you know, I wouldn't just want to be known as... I wouldn't want to be known as somebody who just works with the basketball team. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, sure, I do. Yeah. But I want to be known as Ace Crawford. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's yeah. one of those things where I think, like, you know, people look in that category, and like you said, you know, you don't want to pull, you want to pull your card all the time. It's like, it's like one of those things. Where it's like, I'll never forget, bro. Somebody told me they're like, hey, you're like. A lot like deeper than I like thought you would be, and I'm like, hmm. And I and I, I was like, you know, I said I stood there. Now is that because is that because why why was that? Why did they say that? Did you find out why? Um, I mean, I I think it's just one of those general you know presence things. Um, more than one of those stereotypes or whatever. Like I don't know what you yeah, expect me to tell you with athletes. I don't or, know what yeah. you expect me to tell you. You know, if you don't, if if you don't have the conversation to begin with, you're not gonna like know right. who like person is. So I, yeah. it's like, I'm like, I mean, I just do my thing. I like my my business. I don't like to pull mm-hmm. that card all the time because it's kind of like, dang. But it's like you know, most people, most people that you talk to, you know, you don't even. Like to talk in this concept, most people that you talk to, they don't expect them to be smarter than you. Like, right. I'm, I'm just gonna be honest, like they don't. And I'm like, like that's, but that's also that's also like people don't understand that that's preparation built. Like I, it's not like I just said yesterday. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that's something yeah, that you've probably do, been dealing with do, your whole life. Let's right? do, let's do all of this. Like, let's just. Let's just let's just let's just show up like this. That's let's just appear like this, like you know, like you did, like you didn't work for it. Like school, school is. That's very like yeah, it's to my parents. Is that something that you've been dealing with like your whole life? Yeah, like, is that I wouldn't say that? as much. I think it's more so when I got to college, but it's also part of probably part because you know I got a little taller, and then I grew my hair out, and then like you know things start changing, but your background and your foundation doesn't. Like, my parents have been preparing me for this right, for yeah. a minute. Like, my school is important to both of my parents who come from very different backgrounds. You know, my dad being a first-generation college student who went to Penn State, and then my mom going to MIT for chemical engineering. Completely opposite worlds. School is very important to both. And they are going to make sure that the firstborn, you know, is doing what he's supposed to do. And that's just how it was. Like, bro, my parents had me learning the presidents when I was three years old, and I still know them now. I'm not going to say them all because it's just 
too much time. But that's a lot of right, yeah. It's actually not a lot of time. The craziest thing is though, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna take a side note real quick. Craziest thing is though, I went to a Walmart on President's Day, bro. And you know that I have that Walmart radio playing outside the Walmart, sometimes on like the speaker outside the Walmart. And they had a plan there talking about game. He's like, the guy was like, you know, I uh, tried to see how long it took me to know the presidents. So I ran through it in about like a minute, something seconds. I was like, you know what? And they were talking about playing like these games you could call in. So I sat in my car and I called them. And I said, I want to play the, uh, you know, the president's game. And he said, oh, we actually just finished the game. He's like, what if you want to play another game? I'm like, no, nah, I just want to name the president. So I hung up. But I timed myself 28 seconds. Oh, to this geez, day, I time yourself things. on how fast. How fast they can say the president? It's about 20 seconds. I'm not going to say it because it'll sound like you <laughs> But I know that I'm saying. Funny thing is, somebody else. And you're saying them, are you, you're saying them all in chronological in order chronological and everything? Chronological order, bro. I kind of want to do it, but I really don't. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to pull this card, but I'm not, I'm not going to. That's kind of cool. Part 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 it's gonna sound, but see, my only problem with it is like it's gonna sound like if I say it, it's gonna sound like gibberish because I go so fast that like I know what I'm saying is correct, but y'all gonna be like. Uh, I, I just, uh, don't worry. Uh, I know 35 through 44. You know what I'm saying? The, you want to know the craziest <laughs> thing about that? It's like 35 through like the end of the presidents is the hardest part because you start getting it, towards the end and you start trying to like, yeah. I've grown up like knowing them like for so long that like most of them that I knew were like right. set. George Washington. Right. It was yeah. set. Like, I was going. Like once you get right. to like once you get to like Richard Nixon and then you start going and I'm like, oh like I start trying to like make sure I got them yeah, all in yeah, order yeah. and I'm like, oh all although anything past anything behind like thirty five, no well really no, it's really, it's really that's 42, solidified. but like, it's just, yeah, like, yeah. Anything ooh. past 42. Yeah. It's really solidified. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're not gonna, I know they're, yeah, they are the 40, they're, they're the presidents. They've been there they've been the presidents, minute. you know what I'm saying? But it's just one yeah, of those things. Yeah, so, and they not, yeah. But it's been good, you but, know, good yeah, 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 no, but I guess, you know, if you want to name, you know, if you want to, you know, bless us with 28 seconds. 28 <laughs> seconds? To that. All right. Let's see. Oh, hold on, bro. Oh, bro. Let's see how much of this drink I got left before I do this. Yeah, I gotta get some more. All right. Here we go. Uh, George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, John Quincy Taylor, Andrew Jackson, Martin Van Buren, William Harrison, John Tyler, James Hot Spokes, Zachary Taylor, Miller, Fillmore, Franklin Pierce, James Buchanan, Abraham Lincoln, Andrew Johnson, Lee Sixth Grant, Rutherford B. Hayes, James Garfield, Chelsea Mellon, Arthur Grover, Cleveland, William McKinney, Grover Cleveland, William McKinney, Theodore Roosevelt, William H. Tapp, Woodrow Wilson, Ward G. Harding, Calvin Coolidge, Herbert Hoover, Franklin D. Roosevelt, Harriet Truman, Dwight D. Eisenhower, John F. Kennedy, Lyndon B. Johnson, Richard Nixon, Gerald Ford, Jimmy Carter, George H. W. Bush, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, Obama, uh, Trump. Uh, Biden. See, I told you. It messes me up once you get oh to that, like, yeah. once you get to those, like, last ones, it's like... got to the last three. That's, that's right, by the way. You can go check it. You can go oh, check it. it. I looked it up and but everything. It I looked up, up all 44. He named every single one of them. It messes up yeah, the flow. No, he, like, those last three, I'm like, because when, when I was younger, like, they weren't there. So I was just like, when I learned them, like, George right, Bush yeah. was the last one. So, like, I'm like... 
Aside from that, like my parents just built, you know, there was a foundation that was built and it's something that, you know, I've stood on and, you know, like all throughout school, like I was dedicated to being strong in school. I only made three B's throughout high school. And the first B I ever got in my life was in 10th grade. Like, it's just a structure, like granted. And even though, you know, my GPA didn't stand, wasn't matched at that when I got to college, just because, you know, it's like starting to adjust. You take on a full basketball season. You take on the time commitment. Like, start really start taking on things like that to a deeper level. That includes traveling. That includes going places. And you know, these traveling trips aren't like a thirty-minute bus, a bus ride. You know, Roswell or Alpharetta. Like, we're talking like two days. Like, you're gone. You're missing classes. Things like that. Trying to adjust. And you know, it was it was a little bit of a struggle at first, especially considering some of the classes I was taking. I'll especially say during the SEC season, my freshman year. You know, I was taking a intro computer science course with first set of coding and JavaScript and all that. Crazy thing is now, if I took that class now, I'd be perfectly fine. But it just comes with, you know, maturity and understanding, you know, what you have to do mm-hmm. and I have to balance it. And then I was taking calculus too, which was an absolute pain in the behind. But uh, mm-hmm. I got through that one pretty okay too. But, you know, just being able to balance and like keep that structure up to be able to keep going. I think it's something, you know, I don't take for granted and not everybody has it. That doesn't matter about your skin color. That matters about the structure and the discipline that, you know, you've set. And, you know, I plan to have as well for my children moving forward because you see how important it is and where it can benefit. Because it's like, oh, like, you know, you think that these kids who like say like you don't go out or you don't go like you don't do all these like all this crazy stuff in like high school. And you're like, oh, like, you know, they're going to get to college. They're going to lose their minds. Like, I'm like. It's about discipline. It's really about discipline. And how well of a job, you know, your parents can prepare you so much, but it's also on you. And do you right, what you're doing, value. which is actually relates to what Ant was saying. Like, you know, just kind of like it being like on, like in part on you, like yeah. your own actions. Yeah, you like, you live your own life. You know you what I'm saying? You truly value what so, your parents yeah. have told yes. you yeah. and what is what, what, you know, they've tried to help you, you know, learn. And how are you, how much do you want it? And how much do you see, mm-hmm. you know, the benefits of it having? Because one thing, you know, my dad told me is, you know, you always try to do better and put your family in a better position than the previous generation and every right. day he was fortunate to do that with our family and his yeah. dad and you know I hope to continue that and continue to build and you know set those precedents mm-hmm. that you know my children can follow suit and do the same and right. you know as you continue to move the only question then becomes though you start to reach this point where as you continue to try to do better than the next generation you know one thing I've always thought about at what point do you reach where continuing to do better than the next generation provides complacency for the future generation in front of you. Right, we almost like plateau. I've always Press thought, like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I've always thought about it. It's like, wow, Whoa. you know, we have this nice life or so, you know, like we're good. Like yeah, I don't need to do you're it. You're living, yeah, you're you're living real nice. You know what I'm saying? So why would, yeah, why would? As a child, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Why would I need to do anything yep. if you've already got this company built and I'm going to inherit it soon, you know what I'm saying? Because yep. you're getting ready to go and retire, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So right, right, it's, right. It is, it is a good question to ask. Uh, but, like, I guess I think 
if you ask me i think it's more so like you're building for yourself so that if you do start these families and you do start uh having these lives together and stuff you won't have any difficulties oh, in the end you know what i mean so like yeah and you so like once you start when, once you start the family good you're good on life you know what i'm saying yeah. you won't be struggling you won't be living pay, pay, paycheck yeah. to paycheck well, the goal is to oh sure once you, you uh do that yeah, once you plan on retiring and stuff, well, guess what? Now you have enough money saved up uh, in your in your retirement funds or your 401ks and stuff, so you won't even have to worry about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah, it's it's really good though. I think I think this point should be made. I think it's really good that you had a support system that you liked and that you were comfortable with. You know. And growing up, and growing up, uh, so that you you on one hand had something else to go on to go back on and to be like, hey, I need help here, or hey, um, this is something that I've done, or or with just the way that you've raised, you you've been raised, you know what yeah. I'm saying? One thing so, I would say is, um, you know, and you you know made a good point, you know, a support system you like. The thing is, like, I don't like them all the time. Absolutely not. No. Like we you know, like, and that's. But I think that's. You know, everybody's opinions are different, but like I think that's kind of the problem with the way like this world is going is like everybody has to like everything that everyone says for it to work. And I'm like, that's just not how it works. Like everybody wants to feel this way where it's like, okay, you know, I feel like I'm I'm good with what they say. Mm. It's not. It's not how it works. We'd be sitting here lying if we acted like we liked everything our parents said or everything each other, right. each one of us said to one another, for the sake of our right. betterment. Like it's, it's not the case. Like sometimes you got to hear things you don't want to hear, and sometimes you're gonna probably be offended. But sometimes it's for your betterment. Yeah. So that way you progress. Right. I was gonna say that. Yeah. For your own benefit, where it's like, and I was thinking about that, where you said, for example, like you're talking about the example of you know not being able to play video games during the weekday. Right, or at least for me, like, you know, I don't know if you guys at the bedtime, but, you know, bedtimes were a thing for me, like, where I was like, you know, like, okay, like, get this going on, like, whatever, like, Josh, like, this time is quitting time, like, it's just like, for me as a kid, but to understand, like, what that was for, right, where it wasn't like, oh, like, I'm just, like, like, I'm not, okay, I'm not saying you have to go to bed past 12 on a Wednesday just because, I'm just saying it. No, I'm saying this so tomorrow you can be awake. You have to go do yeah. stuff. Yeah. Right? Like the kind of the kind of the kind of benefit for that and just I feel like able to kind of see the benefit. Like it wasn't it wasn't like my parents were like just saying that just to say it. Like they weren't just saying, Okay, don't don't touch that stove you know, just because I feel like telling yeah. you not to touch yeah. that stove. You don't tell you yeah. I touch that stove because it's hot. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they've experienced that. So thousand percent. It, right, it's yeah. one of those things, right? Because like, yeah, you're not ever gonna get that as a kid. There's so much that you haven't experienced yet and so that you just won't understand it. You'll see it now hindsight is 2020 my guy like you know what i'm saying hindsight is so 2020 is crazy but as a kid you just won't understand that so but like because you know i looking back yeah i couldn't play uh i i was definitely not allowed now did i sneak and play the games yeah absolutely but like you know <laughs> I, I was always getting in trouble for playing the game here's my the thing about but, that though the um i only did that once I got to an age where I knew what I had to do. Yeah. Like my mom yeah, kind of, my exactly. parents kind of pulled the leash. I won't lie about that. It was up for, a, up for a long period of time. And then I got to 11th grade 
and I think I was just flying through school. Like I had like mm-hmm. I think my G, my uh, numeric average at the end of the year was like a 102. I was flying through school, bro. So I was like it got to the point where like my parents were kind of like all right, like you 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 figured out like yeah, I'm gonna play, but if I got to get like I gotta go. Like, I. It's just, yeah, it's you gotta get your stuff done. So, as sooner, yeah, you get to, and it's around that age, right? Yeah, it's around it the eleventh, eleventh, uh, twelfth grade, or really high school, really, that your parents start to let go of the leash that they have. A real because you know, again, you you ten, eleven, twelve years old. 13 years old in middle school and you even younger than that in elementary school again there's so much that you don't understand about the world and there's so much it's so much hubris that you got you know what i'm saying you think you're top dog you think you're big dog especially like if you me i was getting all a's too in elementary school in middle school you know what i'm saying now granted i had a couple b's unlike you you got your first b and that's otherworldly to me but yeah i had a couple b's but i was still i was still up yeah I was still an honor roll kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Only reason for me, like, yeah. And that's, I guess, you know, for me, like, that's what it was, right? Like, that structure is good. That structure that you've had is really good. Oh, yeah. Um, but I guess the point that I'm trying to make, though, is that sometimes you don't have that. Yeah. So I guess what if I'm you, right, and I don't have that structure, Right. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You know what I'm saying. Not that I'm saying I don't. I know what you're saying. I, I, I do. Right. Um, right. But to anybody listening or anybody out there who might want to yeah. put this own kind of structure in their own lives, right? Right. Or even just be able to kind of like you know work that in some type of realm to where it's like you know somebody who's in college and like you know they're listening to you right now, uh, somebody who started their own business and does does all this stuff and might want to go ahead and start taking steps in your direction. Like what kind of like you know like practical like day to day advice you give them or you know just advice would you, you know just for that i would probably say you probably should have a schedule you need to map out what you need to do each and every day in that time and you need to stick to it until you build that discipline solid enough mm-hmm. to where you're like i got it to where it, to where it almost becomes a habit yeah, you got discipline it. discipline is a big word that he uses uh, go ahead and look that up if you got to um, discipline is so important in life if you're trying to improve you gotta uh, you gotta sit down and hamper down clamp up you gotta be right you gotta you gotta know what it is that your goals are and from there um, capitalize you know what I'm saying and that's yeah chase is a perfect example of that experience um one thing though that i didn't um that we didn't get to talk about yet um that i really wanted to hold down is obstacles stuff that you faced like you've definitely had different goals right Mm -hmm. in your lifetime so like as all of us wanted to be right only there's only one person on this uh, podcast actually who got to play high school basketball um, yeah. That is our six four. That is our six four giant over here, uh, Josh. Um, unfortunately, we didn't. Did you? Did you face like real discouragement? And how did you overcome those kinds of obstacles in high school? You know what I'm saying? Um, I think one of the you know the biggest things for me is realizing what your end goal was going to be. You know, mm-hmm. having that you know that true reality check. Like, did I want to play college basketball? No. Right. I just wanted I, I wanted to play, you know, I want to play high school ball, but I want to be a coach. And, you know, the funny thing is, is when all that took place, we had that that one workout in the morning. And the coach was talking about, you know, having team managers. And, you know, Josh told me because at first I didn't put my hand up. He was like, 
It's like, you know, he was, the coach was talking about interest, and he was like, you know, you can always say, you know, no later, but you might not be able to say yes again. And that was mm-hmm. one of the, and I, and I haven't forgotten that, and that, that was what, you know, piqued that interest. But the funny thing for me is, like, I was already, within that role, I was already working as if I was in a different role between mm. like studying film, writing out player stats, creating scouting reports, doing that to the extent that the next year the coach was creating his own scouting reports there after a year that I had spent creating scouting reports of mm. the opposing teams that were playing. And, you know, just trying to figure out, you know, between there's like so many different roles. You learn that in smaller programs, your position can be that much more versatile. Mm-hmm. And you can do a thousand different things. I mean, I think I was selecting the music playlist. I was helping, you know, show players plays. I, I had a notebook where when we were going through plays at first year, I was writing down all the plays because I wanted to know what they were, what was going on so that way I could understand it and I could explain it if somebody had a question. Being able to be that mm-hmm. versatile and as well being able to, um, you know, even serve in times when mm-hmm. we didn't have enough people to be, you know, a practice player. Just being able to, yeah. you know, continue to, you know, build and look towards the future and say, okay, so now where do I want to go from here and how do I want to get into mm-hmm. basketball at a collegiate level while I'm in school. You know, I spent two years as a manager in high school, so how do I get to that next point? It didn't make me too happy that I grew four inches once I got to college, because I'm kind of like, you know, that, that, that would have been nice, very nice, yeah. almost uh, uh, inexcusable to uh, not be on a uh, basketball team. But yeah. anyways, just having the opportunity to then make that translation, make that shift over. And the funny thing is, is that working in basketball, in high school isn't even what got me the job of working in basketball in college. When our um, our head football coach came over to me after junior year, and he said, hey, he said, you know, I've seen what you've done with basketball. You do a great job with them. Like, we'd love for you to have the opportunity to, um, what's it called? Have the opportunity to work with us. You know, and just for somebody to come over and, you know, say, like, they, you know, they liked what I was doing, the experience. Now, football was hot. Like, it was hot outside every day. But, you know, you know, our coach said, yeah, I'll never forget that, man. Like, he is genuinely a great person. And it just so happened that I went for my interview to work with the basketball team once I got to Georgia that he actually was the head freshman and JV coach of the operations guy at Georgia when he was in high school. Mm. Never guessed, never guessed, and I—I so, I didn't, I didn't work. It's cool. not like I worked when I was with the football team. I didn't work as hard as I did because I'm like, oh yeah, I know he knows so and so at Georgia. No clue, mm-hmm. absolutely no clue, right, right. at all. Right. So, so, and so to kind of get some bounce back. So going from the maybe uh, momentary failure or the not achieving of making the basketball team from that you kind of pivoted and took that to able to dive into different things right within basketball understanding too that that also wasn't your ultimate end goal anyways right and um taking that and then kind of just be able to to use that as you know just almost a building block for wherever for what you were able to do after that you know not only in high school but then just in the basketball realm and um, that's something that I just find like just super interesting. But so taking that and being able to to go there and 
for you, was that something that you kind of used as motivation going forward? Um, I would say absolutely. I think, you know, it's something that, you know, you don't, you don't take lightly opportunities that you feel like you were supposed to have. I was talking with Josh earlier, you know, I told him, I said, you learn that you're not owed anything. In life, you're not. But you know when you earn something. And that can... Mm-hmm. That can mess with you a little bit. You know when you earn something mm-hmm. and you know it's how you adapt to when you feel like you've earned something and you didn't get it. So now you just got to work even harder in a different route and get where you're supposed to be. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't I don't know if I would have been as interested in working for a basketball team had I played basketball and never been a manager. Now, by the time I got to my senior year, I think I would have been still on the same path. But had I made the basketball team my junior year, I, I just don't know if I would have even been in the same like headspace thinking about it in that way. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I may have, but I was a lot more already geared towards that's what I want to do because I was in that right. position at all. And I had already seen so I guess yeah and that's cool because now we got something that you know one door closed for you but another one opened right up yeah. you know what I'm saying and yeah. that's really cool because not only could you not only did you have an opportunity even with you know managing and still now you still have the opportunity to stay really close to the sport of basketball and on top of that something that you're passionate about something that you like and on top of that you can you can do other things that are really interest you you still have a place you know what i'm saying within the sport i think that's i think that's good that you can tell people oh yeah i mean also too also too real quick i was gonna ask i don't know if you you can wait to this but i was gonna ask like chase like Mm -hmm. then at that time you didn't make the team like what was your what was your self-talk like because i know like for me like in moments like like that like there's times like previous where i have had you know failure something like that where i might be beating myself up like down to the ground with like self-doubt or like whatever the case may be but like what was your like self-talk you know after that and you know just you know to be able to do what you did after not making the basketball season i'd say both years were different uh my junior year it was more so when we did we had our scrimmage my junior year but as well as more so less than that Mm -hmm. you know just the pace of the game was a little bit different than what i anticipated i was kind of like dang but i wasn't really like too beat up about that Senior year one hurt. Uh, I'm not gonna sit here and act like that didn't hurt. That that hurt because after you know what you consider paying your dues, you know working hard for a team that you didn't make, for a team you know that finished six and twenty, you know to turn the page, and right. then, you know you go through the spring workouts, never miss a workout. Two years in a row, never miss a workout. Mm-hmm. So then, what was your, what was your, what was your self-talk? Or actually, so like that after that moment, and bam, uh, I remember that moment because we were we were in the locker room um, after the tryouts. So like going, first of all, right after that moment, and then also <laughs> the, like the the months after that. Like what was the what was kind of going through your head to be kind of be able to like kind of you know pick yourself back up? It was, keep you going? it was one of those things where it was like you know right after. It was kind of more of like a surprise just because, well, not surprise, I would say, full all the way through, but still a sense of like shock that you kind of see. You're like, you know, 
This is high school basketball we're talking about. We're not talking about a collegiate team. We're not talking about an Oak Hill Academy, St. Francis, St. Vincent, St. Mary. We're not talking about schools that are like all the way up here. We're talking Big, about you know, a completely yeah. a completely different program coming off a six and twenty record, and it's like it's just kind of like, dang, you know, you pay your dues, you do all of that. Like, how do you not get here? But moving forward and looking towards, you know, remembering the life goals. You don't want to play college basketball. You want to have the opportunity to play high school basketball. That sucks. But, and I didn't plan on coming back and working with the team at all. I was, I was at one of those points where it was, it was a while before I decided that because I was kind of like, took me about, told me about about a month. I was like, mm, like, I don't know, like if, if I want to do that because it just, it, it didn't feel like. It's done. Yeah, I didn't, it didn't feel Hello. like it was, I personally didn't feel like the program deserved to have me come back. Mm. I didn't. I was like, oh, what made you? What made you come back then? What made was, you? What made you come back? It was the concept of, you know, these are my friends. A lot of these guys are my friends, which is what kind of hurt it even more because it was like, you know, I want to play with my friends. Like mm. it's it's not. It's one of those things where it's like you know these 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 guys have been my friends before. I joined this. I joined this program and that's the thing that's a little bit different you know people have this I feel like there's this stereotypical build around you know people being a team manager and it's like oh my gosh like oh he's a manager so I'm like these guys were my friends before I did this yeah. it's not like I just I just did it and then I met all of these people and most of these guys your, are my yeah, friends before friend. so it's not like there's no like there's no like little like little bro like you know, oh, this is my little like whatever. Like, right. It would have been different had I been, you know, the manager of my freshman and sophomore year, which those teams were older. <clears throat> like those teams were like older than us. But like being in GC, like these guys are my friends. Like it's no, I don't really like. There's no difference for real. And you yeah. know, it's like you have the opportunity to hang out and spend time with them, and like this is stuff you're not gonna be able to get back. So like just being able to enjoy it, and, and then just keep trying to build in the way that you want to build for the future that you want to have. And that's just kind of the direction yeah. that I kept pushing in, and you know. Right, and that was and that was in your mind at that time, rather than okay, damn, I just didn't make the team. Yeah. Okay, looking at the upside, I still get to be with my friends. I, I still get to work with you know my friends, and also on top of that, I get to build for my future. And that was more so in your head at that time, rather than damn, I didn't make the team. Yeah. After I had the fact. Had okay. to, and I had to switch because otherwise you just can get stuck in on something that's not going right. to change. And. Um, at that point and then there's nothing you can do about it but how are you going to address that and how you're going to move forward and one way or another whether i made the team or i not made the team i was not going to be playing at the university of georgia <laughs> like let's i'm just like it's just it, like i'm just being completely honest like it's one of those things where you're like that outcome was not going to change it, there, was, yeah. there was no there was no change there so like being able to focus on futuristic goals and now you're telling somebody who got cut four times in a row they're a graduate assistant just being able to um, you know focus well you know the goals that you have moving forward and how you can make it better because you know being completely honest you look at our senior year team there's only two people that are going to be left in the game of basketball from their senior year team and it was the one that was wrongfully the last man off the bench Mm-hmm. And a team manager. Mm-hmm. Individual one basketball. 
that's tough. And that's just one of those things, you know, you think about it. It's like you have an opportunity to make life what you want it. You just have to get past the simple, the what's right in front of you and think about what your future goals are. And what the yeah. and how do you shift despite your adversity that you have? How do you shift and make it still happen for your futuristic goal that you have? I mean, but for I mean to go back to it, like yeah, like you said, I think I, I think this is something important though, like that you gotta remember too, like yeah. It was Cambridge basketball, yes. Heinz, again, again, Chase, highest sign is 2020. But back then, basketball was our passion. It was like half of our lives, you know what I'm saying? So I know for me, when I got cut, it hurt. Like, I, I, yeah, it, it hurt, it hurt. And yeah, things that I told myself back then were like, hey, yeah, you just got to keep it pushing. I mean, life isn't over. You know what I'm saying? You're not dead now. You know what I mean? So you're not, uh, so you just got to keep it, you just you keep it 100 with yourself and find other things to do. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, and that's, that is, that's what you did. And that's what, I mean, because the goal for you wasn't playing collegiate basketball. I wanted to take basketball as far as I could. And back then for me, the only way that I knew it was playing in high school and then playing in uh then playing in college and then playing uh playing yeah that's the only way i knew it yeah it's really cool that i that i see you not only we got you here now we're showing people that you know playing isn't the only way to get involved in yeah. basketball let alone any other sport you know what yeah. i'm saying you can be you can still be close to whatever sport that you love and you're really passionate about um as long as yeah because there's coaching avenues there's manager avenues yeah sure um it's not avenues, videos yeah videos yeah you know what i'm saying it may not be what you want at that current time but if you love the sport enough, I promise you, it's still it's gonna be enough. Oh no! And doubt. it's cool. It's cool that it's cool that you're yeah. It's cool that you're emphasizing that. Oh, I mean, yeah. like, and it's that your experience is a magnifying glass of that. Cause you know, for me, yeah, I can tell you right now, I was stumped. Like, I didn't know what the hell to do with myself. So I didn't know if I was gonna become. I didn't know. I didn't know at that time. There, I was like, "Oh well, I gotta change my whole. I gotta change my whole mindset up." I didn't know if I was gonna be an engineer, or if I was going to be, you know, just another kid who just went to college, I guess, or went to school and was vanished. Because you know, I'm also friends with all those other guys. I wanted to play with play with my boys too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to get up on there. Um, the, Pass the, pass the rock to Josh off of a lob or whatever so he could dunk it down and we'd be 10 and 10, you know what I'm saying? Like, that'd be great. That's a great time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's a great time, bro. Like, we, bro, and, but yeah, all those potential memories or whatever yeah. pictures, scenarios yeah. that I had in my head got crushed and it sucks, you know? Yeah. But at the end of the day, though, it's good. It's good that you were able to, you didn't get stumped by that. And yeah. that's 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 what we that's what we love to hear. We love to hear that you didn't let that stop your progress oh, yeah. in life and stop your progress in experiencing what life has to offer because it's so much and it's still um, it's still a good time uh, regardless if you love your sport enough and if you love what you do enough too. 
to be able to heal. Yeah, you gotta love. Yeah, one thing about it, it's hard. It's still, it is. It's hard being a manager because there's this stigma about it where you're like the. Um, how do I say this politically correctly? Uh, <laughs> the team's little brother, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but again, like Chase said, he didn't even have that stigma for real because he was friends with all the dudes that was on the team anyway. Yeah. But for those of you listening, yeah, there's a stigma like that. So it does get it does get tough sometimes. But you know, if you love the sport enough, if you love what you do, if you find a way to get around uh, those kinds of things, which it is possible as you've just listened to. Yeah. Uh, you can. All right. Well, Chase, what we want to do is thank you again for oh, being on our man. podcast and thank our listeners for listening in and tuning in. Um, if you want to hit us all up, you can follow Chase at chase.crawcr. W four C R A W four is that what it is? C R A W four D. Yes. Yeah. Matter of fact, matter of fact, right. we can do it this way. And Chase, yeah, we'll, where, and matter of fact, where can the people find you? Yes. Chase, there we where go. can the people yeah. find you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, probably on my Instagram at chase dot four D C R A W four D. Where can they find CB three productions? At CB three productions. If you want to, yeah. If you want to look at his videos, please go ahead and check them out. They're uh, they're cool. I'm not gonna lie to you, I like them. Uh, but yes, thank you again for the time spent. Uh, we appreciate you. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to stay up to date with what we're doing, you can follow me at the Baker Experience on Instagram and the Baker Exp on Twitter. Soon we'll be making pages dedicated to the podcast, so you can follow those as well. Make sure to keep up with the episodes because we'll be uploading every other week. And again, thank you so very much for listening. And remember, in order to gain experience points, you got to play your game. 